my name's Austin, and this is Megamorphs 2. sun shines and a cool breeze blows through the clearing in front of Oscar's cabin. The tan and blue furred Andalite finishes emerging from his northern harrier morph and you both notice that deadly tail blade stand out amongst all the cuteness that comes from his small little centaur-like body. Axe stock eyes look at you both and even without a mouth he smiles with his eyes the way you've seen him do a few times. Although his main eyes are set on the task in front of him. He pushes open the door and enters. Leaving Savannah and Zach outside in front of the cabin. What do you guys do? So I'll just start demorphing. I will demorph as well. As uh, you guys come out of your morphs, let's go ahead and describe your characters. Zach. Sure. Um, emerging from this uh, orange, this wide, thick, round, round with a, a an M, uh, orange boy with a big black puffy face. It all starts to shrink down and the hair kind of sucks up into the skin like spaghetti. Uh, and a eventually um, moderately tanned, you know, uh, curly headed blonde boy with uh, green eyes. Uh, appears he he um, stands. I don't know, probably six feet tall if he was standing up straight, but he slouches a lot and uh, kind of a goofy grin on his face. Although not right now. Right now he's kind of wondering why Grant hasn't come out of the cabin yet. Yeah. So uh, from this raptor, this uh, it starts growing up into this girl who is. Much shorter than than the boy that's that's next to her at this point. Um, and as the the feathers start to kind of melt away, you see that uh, she is just you know light skinned. Her eyes they shift from that that raptor brown into like a green, and the pupils kind of change from that very like circular look around there to her normal human eyes. Um, she has kind of a square face. Uh, Shoulder-length brown hair kind of sprouts out and, and grows down. Um, and you see Savannah standing there. She is looking pretty normal for Savannah, which is just not super pumped about anything. Zach's just going to kind of sigh and do this with the backpack, which I guess he just kept on while he morphed. Um, and... Start trudging towards the house. The cabin. He's not really looking forward to this reunion. There was a fight last time. Yeah, Savannah will be following Zach a little ways behind. Zach will, you know, when he, when he gets through the door, through the front door, um, I guess he's probably expecting to see Grant already standing there. And when he doesn't, he's just going to go, Hey, Grant, we're here! As you yell that in and you kind of uh, enter into the cabin, it's pretty much the way you left it. Um, It's a little more lived in since the first time you guys came here, but 
Aximili's been here, and more recently, Grant's been here. Uh, so less settled dust, pretty much. Uh, gotcha. There's also, you guys know that there's the TV and a laptop and a phone in here, all modified to like uh, subvert any like yurt tech monitoring signals or anything like that. Um, and as you guys look around the house, and Zach, you're yelling up the stairs mm-hmm. for Grant around the house, uh, no answer. Um, yeah, the longer it goes, uh, I guess after the first couple minutes, I'm going to assume maybe he's upstairs asleep. So I may stop yelling, but I'll look. So if you go upstairs, you look into the yeah. bedrooms. Uh, there's a couple of them in there as you open the door. No Grant. Uh, you go across the hall to the other. No Grant. Is there any evidence that he was here? He doesn't make his bed. Um, if there... you guys are actively you know. looking around, you can roll me investigation checks. Crit, twenty-four total. Oh, I was just uh, checking to see if like the beds looked like they were lived in. Uh, got a dirty twenty. One of the beds is um is unmade. Like somebody slept in this. You know, it wouldn't have been accidentally. He doesn't sleep in a in a bed. That was probably Grant. That's that's um, in there. But other than that, you you uh, don't find anything up here, and you continue to look downstairs. Savannah, as you're just kind of looking around too for Grant, you notice in the kitchen that there's a folded up letter on the table. Uh, no, no, like addressed who it's to or anything, just a folded up piece of paper. Can I grab it and? As you un- unfold it, you see it is a uh, looks like a letter from Grant. Once I do that, I will call out, like, Zach, come here. That's probably on my way back downstairs, anyway. I'll come in right as you're yelling. What's up? Is Aximili around as well? Um, As you guys were looking around the house, you know, he's already started going to work. He's uh, The first thing he's working on is the TV. But he's... Other than that, he's not paying attention. So I think as uh, Zach... Comes in, Savannah will kind of sh- like turn the letter to show him. Um, she'll say, "Oh, it looks. This looks like it's from Grant." And then she'll flip it back and and start reading it out loud. Hey, I guess you can tell I'm gone by now. I didn't want to make a big scene of it. The truth is, I'm fucked up, more fucked up than I've let on. These dreams have been taking their toll for over a month now, and it's driving me crazy. That paired with Charles is putting mental strain on me, and I'm not sure how much more I can handle. That's why I voted to leave. I'm a liability to everything we're trying to do. I know me leaving doesn't solve the Charles thing, but maybe he'll leave you alone if I'm gone. Look, I'm not going to try to justify what I'm doing. It's selfish, and I know it. That doesn't change the fact that I am a ticking time bomb. So I've taken some jelly beans, and I'm going to be alone for a while. Maybe one day I'll rejoin you. I promise you all I will not get caught up in anything bad while I'm away. If I can't be free, then I would rather die. I'm sure my mom and Ricky will come looking. Better ditch that cell phone somewhere. If they question any of you, you can tell them I went north. I know how long these letters can be if you put too much information in them, but just know this isn't ideal for me. I'll miss you all. I'm sorry I failed. Until we see each other again. Grant. Um. Zach just kind of sits down at one of the kitchen chairs 
and uh, kind of holds his hand out for the letter, just like to, wants to look at it himself. Yeah, Sven will pass it over. Um, yeah, so he'll just like re-skim it and like see if there's any clues. It's not that he doesn't want to believe that Grant's gone. It's that he wants to make sure he really fully understands if this was a, a normal like bailout or something else happened. Uh, anyway, I rolled a 13. So looking for clues in this, there are some words that seem to be emphasized. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like the, the meaning of like, is he, is it a serious bailout? What, like, how does he feel about it? That would be, uh, if you want to give me an insight check on that. Sure. Savannah, okay. you can as well. Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> I don't know a goddamn thing. I rolled in that one. <laughs> Nine. He was pissed off when he left. I mean, you all, there was, there was a lot of uh, strife in, within the group after the uh, Elemis stuff. And to both to both of you, it kind of seems like that may have been one of the reasons, uh, regardless of what he said in, in the note. Zach will sigh and take the letter, kind of walk over to a cabinet and look for, there's like a cast iron frying pan or something in there, set it down on the stove and um, put the letter in there and then he'll go back over to the backpack and pull out his uh, Zippo with a skull on the front with a weed leaf. Flick it open and set the letter on fire. Where do you think we should ditch this phone? And at that point, I'm going to be pulling out... I'm just going to let the letter burn on the stove. Start pulling out whatever of Grant's stuff I had brought. I know there was like some clothes that he had left at Zach's house. Um, his phone, obviously. Probably a little bit of weed. I think he had some shoes... Yeah, clothes, yeah. phone, wallet. Are they particularly recognizable clothes? Right, it was pretty, it was a, like a battle jacket, right? It had patches and shit on it. It did. It I had feel like a it bunch had patches, patches, patches like the Super My Family patch so and like all those things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super iconic, then. That's his uh, thing. God, I. I don't know what to do with his stuff. I, maybe we can donate some of the clothes, but... We might as well just leave leave the clothes here for now until we can... Yeah. Figure out the phone we should have Aximili take a look at to ensure it's disabled, and then maybe we can break it up into a few chunks and spread it out. Yeah, if you'll talk to him about that, I'll, I'll take the clothes upstairs. Sure. Just put them in a wardrobe. And Savannah will, will grab the phone and head over to Axe. Zach will go up and kind of, with with a minor amount of reverent, uh, reverence, kind of like hang the battle, at least the battle jacket up in the in the wardrobe, and they're dirty, so he's not going to bother like folding them up. the The other clothes, he's just going to throw them in the bottom of the wardrobe. Back downstairs, Savannah uh, Aximili, um has rewired this TV. He shuts the back. You will not be able to get exclusive channels anymore. Oh, did you have to take that away? Like, that seems like it'd be fine. It is Andalite technology. Right, okay. 
We got exclusive channels? Yes. I, I guess Grant did <laughs> for a couple days. All right. Well, Aximili, we did you hear any of what we just found in the kitchen? Uh, yes. I was trying not to pry. You're welcome to pry in this matter. Yeah, I think it's only fair. I mean, you say you're not on the team, you know, so that's okay. But, like, you still worked with us, so, you know. I'm sorry for your loss in your numbers. Yeah. That is true. We are now one fewer again. Honestly, I'd rather have one fewer in this instance. He was correct in his letter. Zach's just going to kind of nod and not meet Savannah's eyes. Anyways, we have his cell phone. Would you help us destroy it so it can't be found? Uh, yes. He, like, re holds his hands out. Savannah will put it, place it in his hand. Uh, he looks it over for a second and use it, he brings his tail blade over and, like, uses the tip of it to um, go in between, like, the sides where the, the phone meets and uh, clips it apart, uh, runs his tail blade through, cuts some of the wires, uh, pulls out a chip, um, looks at it, and hands it to one of you, or whoever will take it, and they'll say, uh, if you destroy this, they should not be able to track anything. And he uh, looks at the rest of the phone. Uh, these are just spare parts now. Should we try the closest thing first and burn this too? Um, yeah, we could do that. Uh, I'll actually look for, I don't know, some a, a kitchen knife or some shears or something. And uh, Yeah, as you search the kitchen through all the drawers, you pull them open. You hear the rattle of some of the silverware. And as you reach in, you do find a kitchen knife. It is pretty old, a little rusted, but there. Keep describing the knife. And the knife, as you pick it up and feel it in your hand, it feels a little bit more comfortable than normal. Like it's the grip of the knife just fits perfectly to your hand. Maybe things were made a little bit, a little bit better with a little bit more quality back then. How's the balance of it? Perfect. It's a perfectly balanced butter knife. Amazing. It's a butter knife. <laughs> well, that's not going to do me any good. I put it back in the drawer. Oh. I look for a sharp one that might cut through a chip. They use like axes back then and stuff. Uh, there's oh, a never mind. Is there a, a whetstone in the drawer? There's a whetstone. A whetstone? You want to sharpen the chip? That's or weird. is there a ceramic mug? Nope. Well, there's one that you guys brought. It says, I love Ocean Grove. I know what there is because it's old timey. There's a mortar and pestle. Okay, but you can use the bottom of a ceramic mug, that ring that's unglazed, to sharpen a knife. So we can now sharpen a knife because there is a ceramic mug here. Okay. <laughs> you guys sharpen a knife and cut the chip. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of trouble we're going to. 
I'm just going to say, Zach, find something in the kitchen that will do a good job of putting, making this chip into smaller pieces. There's that sword. I said kitchen shears, but I, there's a sword? We're going to use the sword above the mantle for this? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious right now? No, we're not going to no, use not. the giant, like, confederate-ass sword to cut the chip. Right. I'm sure he was Union. You have an invite with a tail blade, dude. Yeah. Oh. That's true. <laughs> But we sharpened Oops. the knife. We just went to all the trouble of uh. sharpening the knife. <laughs> Axe and Millie, step back. Savannah's over there rubbing this butter knife on a coffee <laughs> mug. I'm sorry. I did not mean to intrude on your honor. The knife is no longer balanced. <gasps> you oh, sharpened no. it. You've, you've shaved off part of its end. Finding a mortar and pestle. Is Zach just crunching up the chip. Yeah. Until it's little tiny pieces. You've destroyed it. Perfect. Uh, I guess I'll take the mortar outside and like walk a ways into the woods and then just kind of dump all the pieces out in the woods and then come back. Alright, that's done. Now what? When Zach gets back, Savannah's just... She's going to kind of be like, you know, I found a bloody knife in my bathroom. And I can't imagine how that would have gotten there if not one of us. And the more I'm thinking about this, the less I think it was you or Aximili or Cameron or I. Uh, you see one of the stock guys turn and look at you. Uh, that was Grant. Did he kill somebody? He had an episode one night. A nightmare and he woke up and was partially morphed he scarred his face with the knife. I, I stopped him, but when I promised I wouldn't tell is he didn't want me to let on that he he was going through things, and I it was not my place. I'm back. So he cut his own face. Yes. That's pretty twisted. I agree. Did he, was he on anything? Like, was he on, could you tell if he was on something? Uh, I could not. I don't believe so, though. He was mid-morph, so any toxins that would have been in his system may have left during the morphing process. He okay. was of sound mind as much as his mind was sound uh yeah sound enough that he cut his face open okay well I, maybe that had something to do with this I I don't know um I guess we can I guess we don't have to worry about it now we don't have to worry about it on our end but once again, he's left us in the lurch, and if he gets caught, we won't know, and they'll have the element of surprise. So that's kind of him. Yeah, I was already thinking that. Do um, do you think we should take this gun back to Ricky? Not hand it to him, but like leave it somewhere he can find it. It's his gun, I mean. 
is his gun. I'm just wondering if it would be more advantageous to have it still away where yeah. we know where it is or out of our possession. Speaking of, um, I did hide that cop's pistol uh, on a rooftop, so we do have another pistol that we can have. I don't really like using guns, um, but... I mean, I think we kind of need all the firepower we can get. Correct. It's not a bad idea to have a backup plan, but let's not intend to use it, I guess. So you just want to leave it here so we know where it's at? That might be better. I just worry that if we take it back and give it to Ricky, it'll get into someone's hands who would be worse than Ricky. I mean, we could hide it somewhere else. As you guys, like are talking about the gun, if you open up the hiding spot where you put the gun, mm -hmm. it's gone. And as well as uh, the Dracon beam. Now that's extremely problematic. Slam the drawer shut. Alright, well, Max, have you got everything done you need to do? I have not. I um still need to modify the laptop, the phone, and some of the wiring in the house. Okay. How long do you need? About an hour. Um, if you, you two would like to watch me disassemble this just in case um, I miss anything. Yes, I would like to do that. Yeah, that's, that's fine. He uh, nods you on. He kind of walks over to the laptop at first. Uh, you guys can give me insight checks as he starts to uh, use his tail to start deconstructing everything. Four. Nineteen. Zach is wrapped up in his own head right now, so. Yeah, and it's that's it's hard thinking about everything and trying to concentrate on this, Zach. And, and you are you are paying decent enough attention to him, what he's doing as far as the tech goes, uh, but picking up on anything, you're not picking up as well as Savannah is that. Aximili's, his his hands are shaking a little bit, and his his eyes are like darting back and forth more than normal. So like his his stock eyes obviously always are looking around, but um his his main eyes are a little bit more frantic as he's working on this thing. He seems like he may be something's going on internally with him, uh, whatever he's thinking about. Um, and as he's doing this. He, he kind of explains, you see, first you take the back off and I've attached these wires to this chip. Normally they don't go here, but that will reroute the signal and, and subvert uh, the yerk. So if you find any that are routed this way, this is how you unroute them. And he shows you guys, um, both of you can make me technology rolls. 22. 17. Savannah, it's, it's easy enough for you to to connect this to like yeah you you feel like you could uh definitely fix this problem if you came across it in another thing zach it, it clicks it makes total sense now oh of course that's how you reroute the signal and you you feel like you could do it forward and backward you feel like you could probably apply this to other electronics as well kind of want to like at one point reach over and be like you forgot that wire there um so as you say that and he's and uh he nods to you and and you see one of his stock eyes 
uh, stop on you for a second. It's kind of like uh, Savannah with your insight check. You there's a little break in that to seem a little bit impressed by by Zach's uh, know-how, and he says, "Ah, that wire. That is an extra security measure for this laptop that I've put in. Good work, Zach." And he shows you you guys learn how to kind of subvert that. So it's like that wire that he changed. There's like a uh, he kind of explains that he rewrote a, the program to the camera. So like after you type in your password, the camera facial scans you and then lets you in. So it's like a second layer of security. That's smart. Does he is he at the same level of like clearly like nervous or whatever throughout this? Like does he calm down as this goes on or is he like maintaining? Um so there are points where you, if you guys are talking a little bit about bullshit either the tech or like you know these messages or something like whatever comes up. Um there's a little bit of reprieve in the nervousness when you guys are talking about that. But if, if left alone for um, any three, five seconds while he's doing something, it you can see it kind of return. I think it, at some point during this, like when he's in one of those nervous things, I think Savannah is going to try to very subtly, like almost like try to like, not bring attention to it. Like she doesn't want like to call him out in front of Zach or anything like that, but she just wants to be like, are you okay? Maybe even like mouth the words, hoping that he'll like private thought speak back. Um, yeah. If you like kind of lean back behind Zach is like Zach's leaned in and one of his eyes catches you and you mouth, are you okay? After like a second, his body kind of slumps and he seems a little dejected and he stops working for a second. And he kind of turns his main eyes to face you and Zach, and he says, I'm, I will admit, I'm very nervous about talking to my people. Why? Why? He goes back to work, um, but he continues talking. I was a um, newly promoted to warrior. I was to be assigned my first mission to lead the uh, Eretz when the Yerks ambushed us. They lured us in with a few bug fighters, and then the blade ship uncloaked. When the fight started, the princes were confident that we would be victorious, but then the mothership emerged from Z-Space. As he reconnects that wire that Zack pointed out, he closes, he puts the back on the laptop and closes it, and uh, moves to the phone and starts to do some stuff. And you guys... Again, watching him as as he does it, but still paying attention as he as he keeps talking. They sent me to the dome ship with the Aeriths. I was I was given their charge. And they were not happy. They wanted to fight. And he pulls apart the phone, does some wires. They tricked me. And he, as he uh, closes the phone, he does it with force as he says that. Oh, I am dishonored. But they fled the dome ship just as it was released from the rest of the ship. I was knocked unconscious in the descent and woke up on your planet beneath its ocean. He puts the phone down and you see his head kind of lower as he's thinking. There's like a pause. 
then as uh, as his body turns, his hooves hit the wooden floor and clack, and he turns. The smile that you normally see, can see in his eyes is not a smile. It is his face is full of sadness. I do not know how to forgive myself for their deaths. I only know that I must avenge them, and that is the first step to my atonement. Doesn't sound like it was precisely your fault. They were under my charge. Yeah, but you were under someone else's. He's upset and he he does turn away at that and he says, that is not how our military works. I was given their charge. I was in charge. I failed them. You say they sent you to the piece that we found under the water. Yes. So someone made you do that. Someone gave you that instruction. I let them trick me. Four cadets. Four cadets tricked you? Yes. That is how they were able to escape the dome, try to make it back to the ship. And they left you unconscious? Correct. How were you supposed to lead when you were unconscious? Not fall unconscious in the first place. That's not really something you could control, man. I could if I was a better warrior. No. No, skill doesn't keep your brain from, you know, uh, reacting to a traumatic event physical trauma or emotional nonetheless the guilt is here is with me yeah I know all about that Zach's just gonna go quiet again I think uh, Savannah will She's just, she's going to be awkward because of who she is, but she's going to kind of go like she's going to put like a hand on his arm and then like just kind of draw back and then be like, well, we can do what we will to help you atone for this, but I don't think that it's your fault. I don't think it's your fault that they attacked you. There's always going to be something that we can't control and you can't shoulder that thank you both for your words no man and support I feel I won't feel better until I atone but thank you and with that it'll it'll start to like move through the house a little bit more and find some of the wiring that he's changed. This is what's going to take him the most time. So this has been about um, 45 minutes-ish, and he needs, like, you know, a little bit longer to 
uh, go through the house and finish the wires. And he shows you guys kind of what to look for in that, but now he's going through and doing the work. If there's a way that we can help him, I think if he shows us what to look for, Zach will start looking for them as well. And maybe he doesn't know what to do, but he can, I don't know, open the panel or whatever. Can Savannah be taking notes? <laughs> You're sitting there taking notes. Zach, he's uh, kind of showed you what to look for in your running your hands along the panels, finding the, the places that he's uh, let you know about. and Then, yeah, that's I'll do that. Um, still very wrapped up in, in my own thoughts, but, um, you know, it's good to keep my hands busy. Aximilio finish up. About that time, it's 2.30, 2.45. We may as well head back. It's the night that we were all invited to go out to that festival the right? festival yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and zach has a zach has a date with jmmc so jjmc sorry zach's gonna like look at savannah and be like um do you want to take the bus back with me or do you want to fly back or an uber i'm sorry not a bus uber uh i i guess i could come with you it's up to you Okay, sure. Max, do you want to go to this festival tonight? See, like, a human, you know, festival? I would love to. um, But I need to prepare myself. Okay. Thank you. Tomorrow, man. Unless something else happens, um, we can go do that. Yes, I, I just need to think about what I am going to say to my people and how to explain everything. I just want to take a little bit of time for myself to do that. I understand, man. Um, Zach's actually going to uh, take like a bold step here and put like a hand on his shoulder, you know, like in a friendly kind of way and be like... He does like watch you with his main eyes and then one... Uh, one stock out watches as it your hand hits his shoulder, but then he like it looks away. He's fine with it. Um, hey man, if you if there's any help that we can provide, like just just let us know. Thank you. You have all been a, a big help already. We'll do the secret handshake with him again. <laughs> he likes. I think it's. I think that's the last. I think that was five. They per- perfectly uh, does it this time. The Incy and the Wincy are right in the right place at all times. God, I hate those names so much. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll meet up with you tomorrow then, man. Well, I guess Van will probably see you tonight. You're going to go back to Pacific Towers, right? I am I'm not. I will meet you all tomorrow if that is acceptable. Yeah, that's cool. We'll see you in the morning. Zach will grab the backpack up and start morphing to Orangutan. As he kind of walks towards the door, and eventually his he gets big enough, and he kind of drops to his knuckles, and keeps knuckle walking out the door. All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, Savannah will will start following Zach out. She will look at like Axemillion, give him like kind of like a smile on the way out, like kind of a a look, and then she'll head out and be morphing too. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Lemur, and I'll. Breaky hits with him. Zach's gonna 
start climbing up a tree and start swinging and kind of check behind him and see that Van is kept up or is keeping up. Yeah, I'll be attempting to keep up. Just heading towards more or less the same spot in the road that I got dropped off at. And as we're moving, Zach's going to kind of hem and haw for a little bit. And then eventually, out of silence, he's just going to kind of be like, is this how it's going to be, you think, just the whole time? Is this how it's always going to be? What? What's like? I mean, Reese wouldn't listen to me, and now Reese is dead. And Grant wouldn't listen to me, and now Grant's gone. And I'm just... I'm worried. Like, am I causing all this, or... I don't know. You're not the cause of this. I mean... This isn't the nice thing or the right thing to say, but Reese chose to commit suicide, basically. What he did was so out of control, and Grant hasn't... I don't think he's been stable for a while. No, it's true. I just don't want anything else to happen. Uh, especially not to my best friend. I don't want anything else to happen either. Not sure how feasible that is. Well, I, I think it would be a lot more feasible if there was a, a single point of instruction. And I, I mean, I'm not one to argue in the middle of something going on, um, especially like if time is a factor, but we do have the ability to look at things after the fact and, you know, analyze. Maybe we should spend some time doing that. And you can hear that um, his voice is starting to get like an edge to it, like frustration and not anger, not anger, but like kind of a fed up feeling. It's almost like he's talking to himself at this point. When you've got to say difficult things to somebody you care about and you just start rattling it off and you don't make eye contact, it's the same thing, only this time it's an orangutan <laughs> swinging through a forest. <laughs> And I think Savannah's known Zach long enough that she can pick up on this and she's just going to wait it out and see what's going to come out. So, like, we're in this hospital. Uh, we all go to some kind of morph. You pick Rhino. Not a bad plan. Um, and I've got, like, an idea for how to strategize with that, right? You want a big tank in the front because it can knock down the walls, it can get stuff out of the way, and frankly, it can probably take a little more hits than everybody else. I want the guy that can see 360 degrees all around him in the back. Um, and then, you know, a couple of heavy hitters in the middle. For some reason, this wasn't a good idea. Uh, you didn't like it. I didn't question it at the time, because time was a factor. So we move on. You end up being in the front anyway. Max ends up um, kind of somewhere in the middle, which is probably what would have happened. I don't know. Um, 
it just felt like contrarianism for no reason. And it ended up, I think, kind of just, it just threw things off. And then we're leaving, we're getting away after a just total shit show, which I'll take that. I don't know whose fault that was. I guess that's my fault. As we're leaving, uh, we're starting to get places that are safe enough for someone to demorph and get out of there. And then you wander off into a park as a giant rhino. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that was about. I try to, I try to say like, Hey man, you know, don't do that. Come back. You gotta, you gotta hide somewhere. And you're going, no, I gotta draw him away. What happens if you get caught? It's the same thing as if anybody else gets caught, only this time, it's my best friend. And Zach, at this point, is just rambling. He's kind of ranting. And he, he shuts himself up because he's he knows he's been just ranting. And he's probably said more than he meant to. Like, more angrily than he meant to. You know... The reason that Aximili was in the front when we came out was because he was cutting the cameras. He was trying to give us a little more cover, a little more element of surprise. And it's not that your idea was bad or it wouldn't have worked. It's that I want to be able to give you guys an escape route because that's not something that anybody seems to be thinking about until I am putting that forward. You're not... Have you ever been to someone's home or a museum and you see all of those animals, taxidermied, standing there? We're not infallible to human technology, much less alien technology. And we need to be able to survive this. We need to be able to get out. And there are so many times, not just the hospital, but when we are going to the, the windsurf, when we are in the dome ship, that you're rushing into battles that we can't win. And you got shot. Did you see Aximili? You were ordering us back into fight when Aximili was on the ground dying. He was missing an arm. He couldn't control his tail blade. It's, there's some calls that you're making that I don't, think are conducive to, to living. <laughs> and the escape thing, I mean, that was, you, I listened to you, I, I followed the directions, and Cameron and I were stuck in an alleyway that we couldn't turn around in like sitting ducks. And if anybody had a stumbled past the front of it, we would have been in big trouble. Anybody with a Draken beam anyways. So then when we left, what I was trying to do was allow you guys to demorph and get out of there, and then somebody else would come cover me and help me. That's what we were trying to do. Because I want to split them, I want to make sure that you guys can make it out. That's all I've been trying to do this whole time, is making sure that we make it out. The plan for escape was to get Max in the air. It makes sense for Max to go first, because he's only got one morph. 
Once Max is in the air, he can map out alleyways and tell us where to go. Mm -hmm. That was what we were doing. In the middle of him doing that, you left. And at that point, there's no more secrecy. There's a rhino running through the park. Rhino was running down the street beforehand. There was no secrecy to be had to begin with. And if those guys are chasing us... Then we got into alleys. Yeah, where you guys can maneuver, where you guys can turn around. I couldn't fit in the alley turning around. If we had have not been fast enough, if I hadn't gotten away, I would have been there being a beacon of welcome, everybody. Here we are. Come find us. That's why I was covering your back. You cover the front, we cover the rear. Then why in the hospital was I covering both? You weren't. You No, you were taking out walls so we could leave. That's the escape route. I took out the walls so we could leave. I also pushed you guys out of there and collapsed the walls so you could escape. We were already out. You weren't leaving. You guys were stepping back. You wanted to take another stand. I threw that out as a possibility. And we didn't. Why? That wasn't... Because everyone was too hurt. Right. You know, we said there was, we got away, everyone was injured, uh, but we kind of like got a second wind. And then I said, hey, do we want to go back in? Or we could go back in. And after a minute of, you know, uh, you know, you said something about Max being too hurt. You so were we too hurt. You were dying. The only reason you got out is because Max stabilized you. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, you know. Are you leading this team? I don't know. I've been doing my best to, but you can't lead if nobody follows. I'm not going to pretend like I'm smarter than you. I, I'm, I'm never going to pretend that. But that doesn't mean that your plans are always right. Sometimes someone else might have the right idea. That said, if I'm making the wrong calls all the time, I'm okay following. Exactly. If it would be better for you to lead, someone needs to. Uh, it's, it's too chaotic if, if nobody's in charge. And it doesn't have to be a fucking military thing where it's orders and commands and if you don't follow your court-martial. But like, when we're in a battle, one person needs to make a call and that's the thing that happens. I'm okay following an order as long as it's not insane. Zach, I... If that's easier. It's really just about what's easier. I agree with you that one... All direction needs to be coming from one source. But what I'm worried about is exactly what you're saying here. I feel it's, I feel like we're agreeing on everything and yet coming to different conclusions. And it has nothing to do with intelligence. I don't even think on the best day that I'm smarter than any of you. I just work differently in the system. But like, that's got nothing to do with this. I'm terrified that one of you guys is going to get killed because there's 
we just weren't thinking. We rushed back into something. We didn't have an exit plan. That's all I'm trying to do here is make sure that everybody lives. And I'm not saying that every call that you make is wrong. And I'm not saying that every call I would make would be right. I'm saying we can't keep repeating the same mistakes. Right, but that's just it. Like, I had exit strategies. And the first one, you didn't want to do because you didn't want to be in front. The that's second not one, an exit strategy. It is, man. You get the big, the big animal that can break through walls. That's the exit strategy. Yes, and the first thing you had me do, or would have had me do, was crash down into the problem, not out of. Well, you, you can't have an exit strategy before the battle. What did you want? Like, you just wanted to go make the exit, and then the rest of us go do the battle? What I'm saying is, is that there was no thought to how we would get out. That's not true, though. That's what I'm telling you. There it was. I just didn't communicate it. It was a time of... a time thing. I could sit there and explain everything I'm thinking, and we could debate it, or we could get going. I'm just having a lot of trouble accepting that with what happened at the end, with wanting to go back in, with wanting to keep fighting, and it's not the first time that that's happened. That was a thought. It wasn't... It was an option. Put it out there. Cameron agreed with me. Of course he did, because he follows you as a leader. And that's what I'm saying. If you're leading, you're not throwing out thoughts at that point. You're throwing out orders. And he was going to follow you. And then you and Cameron were going to be in big trouble. And hopefully Aximilian and I could get you out of it. But likely we wouldn't. I feel like we're going in circles. Then what are we going to change? Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. I... If I'm not giving the information that is needed at the time, and that makes it impossible to follow me, then that's fine. I don't have to be the one in charge. I was willing to do that because I thought that would be more than anybody wanted to do. If I'm not going to do a good job of it, and I'm going to get people hurt, I mean, more than they would be anyway, then someone else can do it. And at this point, it's you and me. Max is trying to get back to his people. Cameron, I don't think, is going to leave. I don't even think it's on the table for him. And at this point, Zack's gonna, like, stop swinging for a minute and just swing up, like, onto a branch and just kind of sit there and turn around and, like, look at Savannah. Yeah, and Savannah will swing up onto the same branch and kind of pause next to him. There's no animosity here. You've known me our whole lives. I'm not mad about this. I'm not jealous of not being able to be in charge. You know I don't give a shit about that. I genuinely thought I would have no issue with anybody, you know, 
uh, following a direction. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm always going to make the best call. But I'm also not going to pretend like anybody else would. There have been mistakes I've made, and I know that. I've also never done this before. I did have a plan. I had two, actually. I had one for the hospital, one for escaping the alleys. Both of them were rendered impossible because my directions weren't followed. And I'm, I'm okay with people not following my directions unless I'm supposed to be leaving. So I can follow them if they come from someone else. And if that's better, then I will do that. I'm definitely okay with it, especially if it's you. Zach, I'm not mad either. I'm terrified that I'm going to lose one of you guys, and I won't have that. That's not, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that we don't lose anyone else. And yeah, this whole leader thing is a lot for anybody. And I'm not, I'm not trying to come down hard on you for this, but I, I am because I'm terrified. I'm not having a great time either. <laughs> I'm scared too. So what do you want to do? I either need you to, in the thick of it, when times of importance, to just do what I'm asking. If you can't do that, or you don't want to do that, and you don't have to tell me which it is, then I need you to do it. I need you to be the one that makes the calls. Because I'll follow whatever you tell me to do. Now later, if it was a dumbass decision, we'll talk about it. And that needs to be the, the case either way. Arguing in the middle of a battle is impossible. That's how people get killed. Grant jeopardized every mission we went on with him. Yes, he did. Reese did too, until Reese threw himself in the middle of a battle against explicitly what he was told to do. Not even into the middle of the battle. He threw himself at, what, two of the most powerful Yerks? Right. Well. So I'm, I'm making it your call. You either start telling me what to do, or when I ask for someone to do something, I need to just have it get done. And we could definitely talk about whether it was a, stu a stupid idea later. Know that I'm never, I'm never going to make a, a decision that's going to get somebody killed. I'll give it a shot. Let's see if I can do better, and if not, I'll switch it back. He puts his gigantic orangutan fist out for a fist bump. And Savannah will fist bump back, and then just kind of like a hesitation, and then you really have to know that Reese and Grant were not your fault, though. 
need to start swinging again. As you guys uh, swing further and further, you eventually get to the spot where the Uber dropped you off. Um, and without any kind of trouble, you guys can demorph. You have clothes in your bag, Zach, but if you wanted to put Savannah some clothes in there for the Uber from the cabin, you could have. Because you all have said you've stocked stuff there. I think what Savannah would do would probably just be to throw flip-flops in there. It's California. Nobody's going to look at a girl in leggings and a sports bra and be like, that's weird. Yeah. It's also 2022. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. There's like a, a country shell station or something. About half you know what I mean? The last shell station for 40 miles. Yeah. You know the kind I mean, Austin. That's just a rural gas station that's also a convenience store and has for lottery sure. and one yeah, pump. All and it's it's hand one pump. Hand pump. It's, yeah, the old the old school. <laughs> that's the that's where the Uber is gonna meet us. And we like we we come out of the woods 20, 20 minutes north of there, demorph, and then start walking. And we know the shell owner now because we've been there like five times. Yeah. So we're like, oh yeah, it's so and so. He's cool. <laughs> Zach's going to head back to his house, get a shower and get dressed because he's expecting to go meet a celebrity. In his mind, like he's gotten the stuff done that he needed to do today. And in fact, it did work out that he can go meet JJMC and do this video or whatever the fuck it was. He makes sure his phone is charged <laughs> and he puts on his coolest hoodie. Hell yeah, you're right. You're different multicolored one. Absolutely. Rocking it. Savannah uh, heads back to Pacific Towers, makes sure that Possum is taken care of. I mean, she'll just be hanging out at Pacific Towers, doing homework, taking care of Possum until it is time to go to the festival that Chelsea invited her to. And begrudgingly, she will get dressed, jeans or jacket, t-shirt of some sort, and head to the festival. Um, as Zach is leaving his house, he's gonna, as he's skateboarding towards the park, wherever the fuck it is, uh, he's gonna call Cameron. About the time you guys are heading out, it's about, uh, 5 p.m. After you guys have gotten back, got your showers, did everything you need to do. When you call Cameron, he said, you hear, uh, he picks up, he says, hello, and there's, uh, you hear the crowd behind him, uh, what's up, Zach? Hey man, um, looks like I am gonna be meeting JJMC in about thirty minutes. If you oh, wanna yeah. meet up somewhere, we can go hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, come to come to Jazzy's booth. DJ Jazzy Jeff is there? No, 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 no. Jazzy from Pet Palace. Oh. Both of you all know Jazzy. Oh yeah, I make this joke every time. Every time someone mentions Jazzy, I go DJ Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, man, that's hey. No. Yep. I've heard you it. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to kind of just quietly be like, yeah, there was um, some developments uh, earlier, but uh, we'll fill you in later. Um, yeah, tonight we're just going to just gonna hang out, man. Um, yeah, I'll meet you at balls. Jazzy's. Give me some balls. Okay, yeah. Zach, I'll see you when you get here. All right, man. All right. It's... Zooted out of his mind, he's not paying attention. 